Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Yay. Welcome 2022. Today, Jessica Burrell is back in the house co-hosting with me as we talk about three tips for being exceptional. Now, I chose this three tips for being exceptional to come right now at the beginning of the year because this is always the time we're looking at, you know, just a little what can we do better for the air? And I figure three, three is an easy thing to wrap my head about. Right, Jess? Yeah. Hey, Lori, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I think this is such a great topic. What's up with you? It's like re- reflecting. Oh my God. Reflection. Reflection mm. on what went well last year, what I'm excited about this year. And does it feel like possibility? It feels like possibility to me. Right. Always. And so what's up with you and the coming 2022? Like, do you have big plans or are you looking at these three tips for being exceptional? <laughs> you think they'll help you? Yes. Is this true for you? I know this is true for me. No matter how much work I'm doing, I always get to come back to basics, like these three tips to oh, be yeah. exceptional and go, how am I implementing these in my life? And and to answer your question, hell yeah, I'm always up to something big. And sometimes I don't know what it is until I'm in it. Okay, so let me remind you who Jess is. Back at the end of 2021, she debuted and as a guest co-host. She is the owner of leadership and trans of, of a leadership and transitional business called Amplify Your Vision Agency. So she coaches and helps business leaders and people move into their next steps. Right, Jess, you want to say anything else about what you do? Yeah. I like to think about it. Like I help people be their best self and like we take anything off of their plate that's holding them back. Mm, Perfect. Okay. So she's the owner of Amplify Your Vision Agency, and she's going to be popping in and out over this year, over 2022. So we'll start out with her fresh at the beginning of the year here, doing a little co-hosting love on the podcast. So yay, yay that. (laughs) So my listeners are people who want to live their best life story. And I think as we all ponder on our lives, especially like we're talking about here, possibility, then the start of the new year, that the stories we're writing and what we can do to make it exceptional, that those are, those are topics that are front of mind, right? But then we also want to have actual steps of how do we do that? We wish we had a roadmap, right? And while I can't promise you a roadmap, what I do know is that it's by those small and simple things. Like Jess was just saying, you, you, you come back to the basics. It's those small and simple things that where great things are brought to pass. And today we're going to be discussing three tips that are pretty small and simple, but stay tuned. Stories are our lives and language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee. And I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story Power serves you best when you know how to use it. Okay, Jess, what are your thoughts on being exceptional? Is it like too much pressure or sometimes we do better at it than at other times in our lives? I mean, when I bring up three tips for being exceptional, what's the first thing that comes to mind? 
me- mediocrity, <laughs> you know, and, and I, <laughs> and I think about it from that place of like, we have so much capacity in us to be exceptional. And what I really want to caveat to say, it doesn't mean what is the comparison of exceptional from me to you and me to somebody else, but within myself, how can I grow my own, get to my own edge, get to that exceptional piece of a life worth living and having, living an exceptional life. Mm, and and, and that's different for everybody, right? Right. Yes, exactly. So like, I, I think where we can get in a trap of, you know, when we're thinking about oh, being mediocre or, or being exceptional, we, we, I, I'll say me, sometimes I can fall into a comparison trap. And instead of looking at me and my life and what matters to me and how do I create those exceptional moments in it versus go flipping through social media. And all of a sudden I feel really crappy about myself, or I feel like, oh, I'm not as exceptional as this other person. So, but it doesn't actually matter. It's that's, what's killing the joy of it instead going what matters to me Mm. and then creating it. And what's exceptional for me. And you know what is, uh, so we were in church on Sunday and brought up this idea of what can you do? And I can't even remember the exact words, but it's what can you do to step your game up just a little? And since everybody's starting at a different point, right? Like you're that what it, there was not one answer of this is what we've got to do now to step up our game. Everybody do this. It was where, you know, where, where are you flatlining? Where are you, where do you work from? And then what is it that you can do to up your game just, you know, this much more? Because if you've been, let's say, saying your prayers eh, off and on and maybe every other night. And, you know, this was church, so this is the reality of it, of the conversation. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, but let's say you forget to say your prayers all the time. Well, maybe if you, that's your situation and you decide, okay, well, I'm a step up for me then is to make it a point that I'm going to pray every day or that I'm going to meditate every day, that I'm going to have spiritual time every day. Then, hey, I've stepped it up. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. taking it up a whole notch. And I thought that that's so doable. Like I really liked it because it just didn't feel yeah. overwhelming. I think that's such an incredible point. And I would even take it one step further to say, what does consistency look like as a starting point for me? And if I, I, I talk about this with my clients and I'll, I'll use a slightly different example, like my clients who want to be visible on social media and they're like, okay, I'm not visible on social media. So I should start being visible seven days a week on social media. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, whoa, that seems like quite the stretch. So what actually will you stretch into that you'll commit to and stick to? So sometimes they usually come at, come at with, come at me with seven. And I'm like, well, what would three or four or five? five days feel like instead and let's nail that and once you're showing up consistently because going from zero to one is exceptional one day a week but if you go from zero to five and also like let's set yourself up for success along the way as well oh i like to set yourself up for success the number one we'll hop into the number one tip here and I don't think it's sexy. It's a whole explanation, but I think it's like, I think it's cool. So the number one tip is it's how we do what we do. 
In other words, we all kind of do the basic things, right, of living, but it's how we do them that makes the difference. Mm. Well, let me just give you some examples. So I'm reading this Mm -hmm. book called Be the Miracle by Regina Brett, and she's got some examples of this in here, and I really liked it. So I'm going to read a little bit of story for you. Okay, quoting from the book now. Everyone brought a gift for the wedding shower, but one stood out. It was so lovely. The bride-to-be didn't want to unwrap it. The box was wrapped in a silvery white paper and tied with gold and green and burgundy ribbon and had a cluster of the most real-looking grapes spilling out from the center. It was absolutely stunning, and it looked more like a centerpiece for the wedding table than a gift for a shower. We all oohed and awed, gushing over the package, wondering out loud what store had done such an incredible job of gift wrapping. It turned out that the woman sitting next to me had wrapped it herself. I've never forgotten what Sandy said as I complimented her gift. Someone taught me long ago, we all do the same things, but it's how we do them that matters. Then she goes on to share a couple other explanations. So Valerie, she has a job cleaning the restroom and she never stops singing or smiling. She's always present there. This is her job. And while having a job, that, um, you know, of cleaning restrooms sort of seemed like, you know, a bottom of the totem pole sort of job. Um, This woman sings, you are my sunshine to everyone who walks in. And, you know, she said, there's plenty of seats for you. There's no lines or waiting. And she dances along, opening up stalls and inviting patrons to sit in. And while she cleans public restrooms all day, She could feel badly about that, but instead she elevates everyone's spirit, no matter where they come. She just makes makes the whole experience fun and interesting and sort of uplifting in her way. He shares another experience of a guy named Robert who works as a greeter at the Cleveland Clinic. And it's his job to help people offer a hand as they're getting in wheelchairs or giving directions to patients and their families when they enter and leave. And this is a cancer center. And Robert does it he with with flair, right? He wears a red coat and a black top hat and he sings to everybody that comes in too. So his singing career started in a parking garage at another hospital 15 years ago. And he was a garage attendant who liked the acoustics of the parking deck. And one day he brought a tape recorder and he made sure that he was alone and then, you know, turned on the background music and belted out under the boardwalk. And he says, it was just me and the cars. But when he stopped, he heard thunderous applause and he turned around and 30 people had stopped and were looking and clapping. And from that point on, he said, I began began singing every chance that I got. And so at the Cleveland Clinic, he serenades patients in his red coat and his black top hat. And he just, he makes it fun. He uses his spirit and his personality and his individual color to turn a job, a simple job into kind of a calling where we become gifts to others, you know, when we make them feel special or do something fun and original and think outside the box. And so these examples of it's not what we do, but how we do it that really sets things apart that can make a difference in our lives and other people's lives. And I keep coming back to it over and over. Like when I'm going to do something, I think, oh, you know, I can get away with this half-ass attempt. And I think, no, you know, it's it's how you do it that matters. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I love the last thing you said, because this is something I've been thinking about and I'm talking about with um, one of my coaching groups right now. It's like, 
what, what do you do when no one's looking, you know, because I think that's part of it for me, as you're saying that going, how do I show up? It's a choice. Excellence is a choice. Showing up exceptional is a choice. Doing those, going above and beyond is a choice. And, you know, it's not just what we do outside in public. It's how we show up for ourselves behind closed doors too. And, you know, my partner, actually, he's a really good example of this because he's, he will go into work and he spends 20 minutes cleaning down his workspace to start his day. Hmm. And he works in a, a tool and mold company. It's not a clean space. And it's almost like, why bother? And I think everyone looks at him and says, like, Corey, why bother? <laughs> why are you, who cares? But it's like him setting the tone for the day, him being on his organization and being clean and setting the, the tone for him and his team of what they're going to expect for the day. And he does that in public, but he's also like that with himself in his own garage at home by himself. Um, and I always just, at first I, I could never understand. And the more I've gotten, I've seen it playing out. I'm like, it's the standard of excellence that takes him not much time, but creates actually a bigger ripple and a bigger impact on his own mental health, I'm sure. And, and it impacts people in ways that are, I think are unexpected. Well, and I think we can also um, take this into the realm of just being kind. Sadly, we live in a world where, you know, a, sort of a, a disconnect or an un, unkind might, not necessarily unkind, but we'll say um, everybody's kind of caught up in their own thing, right? So your your ship's passing in the night kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it doesn't take much to stand out as an exceptional person simply by focusing on being kind. Because if you go above and beyond and being kind and considerate and thoughtful, um, looking for opportunities for random acts of kindness, looking for, you know, doing the special thing, wrapping, wrapping that present in as a really beautiful presentation, you know, things that are fun and mm -hmm. small, but really just make life more colorful and beautiful for you and the people you're interacting with. I don't think it take, takes much to do things mm -hmm. at a higher level than the status quo. It doesn't. It, it absolutely doesn't. And I think it goes back to be, it being a choice. I know we talked about this quite a bit on our last podcast too. And we, it's about choosing the way of being. How do we want to show up in this world? How do we want to move through it? And if I want to be a connected person, if I want to be someone who trusts and is trusted or is loving, I can, I can choose that. And it takes, you're right. I love that. That was so real. That was great, Lori, because I think it's so true. Everyone's heads down. If their head's not down and it's in their phone and they're, we're not connecting in with one another. And it takes, I had a small conversation with someone. I got my daughter subway this, this morning and I had a small conversation with the woman serving me and she was so lovely. And I could have not talked to her. I could have chose to be on my phone. I could have chose just to stand there and say nothing. And instead we interacted and, um, and she was sharing about her son and we, and it was just a great conversation. And I know when I left, we were both in a better connected spot than when I got there. Nice. Okay. So tip number one is um, be exceptional by in the way that you do things, the simple things that you do every day 
be exceptional in the way that you interact with those things and those people, what you create. Tip number two I'm going to suggest is to be the miracle. If I go back to the book, Regina says, quote, instead of looking for miracles from above, find them within. Instead of looking for heaven to intercede with a burning bush or a lightning bolt, be present and experience God everywhere. Every time there's a tragedy or a problem bigger than any solution we can see, we tend to ask, where is God? Imagine what would happen if we stepped up to the plate, each of us, and said, I will put forth my greatest light and my greatest love and be the miracle right here and right now. What does that mean? Mm, so good. I think it's it's it takes the way of being. It takes the choice and puts the choice in action, at least in the way that I'm interpreting it. So, you know, I can choose how I want to show up and then I can do something about it. I can do something about can I share a little, a really quick story? Of course. That's what we're all okay. about is stories. <laughs> yeah. So it was this, it was this, I live in Canada. I was Southern Ontario in Canada. We get snow and I was driving my car uh, down a road and there was, it was snow covered and it was cold. I had my heat on. I was cozy and driving. And I saw this car had slid off the road and there were two younger, probably in their early twenties a couple trying to get out and I drove by and I thought, gosh, I hope someone helps them And <laughs> for real. And in that moment, I literally thought that. And in that moment, I'm like, Hey, wait. And I know this is a saying, but I'm somebody. And I stopped my car and I turned around and I came and I, and I helped them get out of the snow. And it was one of those moments that you know, of course I would never say I was a miracle, but I would always say like, I was, I got to be that person that I think about, Oh, I hope someone helps them. Oh, I wish, <laughs> I hope someone will do that. I think someone should do this. Well, I'm someone. So, you know, in that context going, Oh gosh, whenever I think that thought I, I immediately pause and say, Hey, what can I do? And maybe exactly. I can't do everything. Yeah. yeah but what exactly what I'm do? talking about. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I do think it's about action. So this is an example that came to mind too. Um, my husband and a good friend of mine, when we all get together, they just end up talking about the woes of the world and, you know, the political nosedives and, you know, all of, we're all going to hell and, you know, everything that's a huge mess. And, yeah. and I just find myself repeatedly saying, is there something that you can do about that? You know, don't sit here and spend all the time creating this negative energy and bitching about something like everybody can do that. And it gets absolutely nothing done, except it just makes mm -hmm. people afraid and mad. So let's look at this thing that's disturbing you and let's figure out what you can do to move toward doing something about it. And if by chance it is something you feel like you completely have no control over, then you sort of have to concede that and, you know, mm -hmm. quit letting it boil up inside of you and kill you. So yeah, be the miracle. Take the action when you can. Be the person who solves the problem instead of bitches about it. And I think that makes you exceptional, right? Tip number two. Totally.
Okay, tip number three, get in the game and get off the bench. And this sounds really similar to Be the Miracle, right? I mean, it's about action, but lots of people say this. In fact, Theodore Roosevelt said, it's not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. It's the man who gets in the arena. Credit belongs to the man or woman who is actually in the arena, who at best knows in the end the triumph of achievements and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. You might recognize that from Brene Brown, who's paraphrased all of it and quoted Roosevelt and is well known for encouraging us to get into the arena of life. In fact, she named her book Daring Greatly after that you know, specific quote. But this idea of not criticizing others who are being brave, who are being courageous, who are trying things, who are getting out on a limb and instead get in the game ourselves, right? As a, mm-hmm. as a coach, I'm sure you have plenty of thoughts about that. I mean, I'm a massive Brene Brown fan and I was listening to um, a video recently where she was just looking up some historical information on um, Downton Abbey because she loves that show. And she came across this quote that changed the, arguably changed the trajectory of her life because she loves this quote so, so much. And I think it's, I think it's really good. And we think, I think about it like this too, is what stops people? So like part of, as a coach, it's, it's the goal, it's the vision, but I am really fascinated in the things that stop us from doing the thing. So we can talk about being the miracle. We can talk about get off the game, get on the bench, but this quote really talks about, you know, people, the critic who is not the one who counts, except the critic is the one that in my experience is that thought of the critic is what stops us from getting in the game, stops people from doing those things, from wanting to grow and show up in those ways because they're afraid of the criticism. Mm. So I think this is such a good, I like this tip because it's the same, like it's similar to two, but the difference for me or what I, this really differentiates is like the being brave daring greatly, taking those risks, knowing, and this is one of my favorite Brene Brown quotes. Can I say one swear word? Am I allowed to swear? (laughs) I won't. Okay. I won't. Like if you're brave enough, often enough, you're going to get your butt kicked. Like it's just the odds. That's what's going to happen. If you're showing up brave, things are going to happen. You're not going to get your butt kicked and you know, you can recover from that, but that's, sometimes just what happens and not letting the fear of getting your butt kicked stop you from getting in the game and doing those big brave things oh she said something once i i wonder if i wrote it down it was very much like that she's like if if you're not in the game getting your ass kicked i don't care what your opinion is <laughs> i think that was yes. Brene brown right totally that is her for sure yes okay yes, and- that's a great quote and part of this, the reason that this is important is because it's absolutely fear that keeps us playing small across the board for me too, right? Like this is a very personal thing. If I try something and really go for it and I feel like I've fallen on my face and you know maybe nobody else feels that, but I didn't live up to my expectation or something, then I'm afraid and I'm tired and I don't want to go through the pain of having an expectation and not meeting it or feeling like I looked stupid having gone for something and then didn't quite make it where I wanted to go or, you know, our, our psyche, sometimes that critic is inside our own head. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And so there really is that space. The reason that this is a tip for being exceptional is that it takes courage. It takes, Mm. it takes pushing beyond some of the things that are the hardest for us, which is, you know, rejection or failure for, for humans. Those things are super hard. So when you're being exceptional and you're choosing courage, you're choosing to, um, join a club and get out there. You're choosing to volunteer at a hospital. You're choosing to start a business that scares the heck out of you because, mm-hmm. you know, you could fail. You're choosing to open your heart and maybe connect with someone on a romantic level when after you've been hurt. You're choosing mm-hmm. to be you, who is really you with all your color, rather than hide that for fear of rejection. Or you're choosing, you know, any of these many, many ways that we can choose to get in the game where we become vulnerable and where we are daring greatly. To choose Mm. that just really does make us exceptional. And we have to keep choosing it over and over. And like Brene said, and like you brought up, you're going to get your ass kicked. You, I mean, we Mm. all, we Mm. all do. It's part of the, you stand up, you, you get in the game, you play. Nobody is perfect 100% of the time. Nobody hits all the home runs. In fact, the process of the greatest learning is that when you fall down, you learn something about why you fell down and then you you know, make some shifts to try it again in a different way. And you Mm -hmm. come back to like Edison, right? And 10,000, figuring out 10,000 ways that light bulb wasn't going to work, but you keep going. That's (laughs) it. You stay in the game. And I truly, with all my heart, know that that is what makes people exceptional. I think that's the only thing that differentiates people too, Lori, because that's the one thing like I, like with people I'm talking to, they're like, this is a little bit in the back into the comparison trap, but going like, you know, what's the difference between people who are successful and people who aren't? And I'm like, nothing like, like there's not, they're not any smarter. They just, maybe, but <laughs> you know, you can look at people and go like, my gosh, I, I, I don't understand what the difference is. The true difference is just the resilience of, you know, they still have the thought, they still have the fear. They still have the fear of rejection or the fear of failure, but they do it. Anyway, they continue on anyway. They still have a setback and they get back up again. Courage, hope, yeah. and resilience to get back mm-hmm. in the arena. Three tips then. First one is it's not what you do necessarily, but how you do it. Second tip for this year heading off is be the miracle. Don't wait and don't bitch. Get out and be the miracle, right? And number three, get in the game, get in the arena, get off the bench, whatever that looks like for you. And it's going to be something different for all of us. Like we said, maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's just being you, you know, in your own big way. And maybe it's letting yourself get into a relationship. Always stretching a little bit or a lot because that's where growth comes. That's where connection comes. That's where exceptional things show up. Final thoughts, Jess? That it's possible. I think that's the other thing I just really want to land. It's like what you want is so possible because you couldn't possibly, you couldn't want it if it wasn't possible for you. And it's scary and it's worth it. Happy 2022, everyone. I would love to hear your personal stories or thoughts on these topics. So on the website, loveyourstorypodcast.com, click on this episode and and below it, there's a comment box. So you can share your thoughts in the comments below. And I am always interested in your stories or your insights, why this works for you, why it doesn't um, expound on it. We're, We're here to share ideas and thoughts. And we welcome in the new year. 
Let's write an exceptional story this year. All of us stand tall, shoulders back, chin up, be you and all your fabulous color and find the magic and the joy and write wild things into your story with intention and share the podcast. We love you. And we'll be back in two weeks. Tune in for the next episode then. See ya. Thank you.